0: Hi, I hope you've had a joyful week. Welcome back to the Live Curious, Thy Wild podcast. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jane Malone. I'd really appreciate it if you took a second now to follow the show. Join our curious community here for our Monday morning mindfulness episodes, where I discuss a topic related to mindfulness and intentional living in order to help you stop cruising on autopilot and start taking the wheel. You deserve to fiercely and joyfully live your dreams with courage, self-confidence, and an abundance mindset. Now grab a cup of coffee, tea, matcha, or lemon water, and let's go. Today, we'll talk about the importance of sleep, including some of the short-term and long-term effects of sleep deprivation, some of its causes, how being sleep-deprived compares to drinking alcohol, some shocking research on the link between poverty and sleep deprivation, and some tips and inspiration to take steps towards improving your own sleep quantity and quality. More sleep means you can live even more mindfully. Finally, I'll leave you with 10 interesting facts about sleep. Most of what we know about sleep has only been discovered in the last 25 years, Did you know that one in three American adults isn't getting enough sleep, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention? What's more interesting, perhaps, is that 100 years ago, that's what, 1822, the average adult was sleeping about nine hours. And now, can you guess how many hours the average American adult sleeps? Only 6.8 hours a night. The pervasive sleep deprivation in America is so dire that the CDC has declared it a public health problem. In fact, sleep-related issues cost the American public, the health care system, and businesses hundreds of billions of dollars every year. Although research suggests, quote, that genetic, behavioral, and environmental factors help determine how much sleep you need, Your best health and daily performance. Most doctors would agree that adults between the ages of 18 and 64 need an average of seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Meanwhile, adults 65 and older need about seven to eight, and teenagers and younger children need increasingly more, with newborns to three month olds needing as much as 17 hours. A night. Not getting enough sleep can lead to not only tiredness throughout the day, but even more short term and long term problems. Short term problems can include number one, lack of alertness and moodiness. Even missing as little as an hour and a half of sleep can cause you to feel less kind, less generous, and less willing to help others and more likely to have conflicts. Number two, it also influences your memory. So it can affect your ability to think and to process information. Do you remember your teachers or professors telling you that it was better to sleep? than to cram. This is one of the reasons why. Number three, quality of life. You may become less likely to participate in normal daily activities or to exercise. This can affect your social and family life and leave you feeling dissatisfied. And unfortunately, this can even create a cycle of dissatisfaction if you're not able to regulate your sleep. Number four, So at this point, I'm wondering, have you noticed what numbers 1 through 3 actually describe? Well, they describe insomnia. I know we often think of insomnia as the inability to sleep or the sleep we've lost. In fact, that's what I've thought it was for most of my life. But insomnia is actually the side effects of not sleeping enough. And on a side note, insomnia is actually an important part of the grieving process. And so things like sleeping pills can actually interfere with the body's ability to go through this normal, healthy process. And finally, number five, car accidents and job site accidents increase. Thousands of crashes Injuries, fatalities, all go back to a lack of sleep, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And you may not remember, but I'm going to take you back to a little date in history 1989. This was a pretty tragic moment in history if you lived through it. It was one of the worst oil spills in U.S. history. And it occurred when the captain of the Exxon Valdez oil tanker had a sleep-deprived and unlicensed third mate steer the oil the oil tanker. He turned it over to this third mate, and the third mate fell asleep. As a result, he ran aground and over thirteen hundred miles of pristine Alaskan coastline was covered in oil. Not only that, but the oil ended up killing tens of thousands of wildlife. So, what are the long-term effects of consistent sleep deprivation, or carrying a sleep debt, as it's also called? Well, first, did you know that humans are the only mammals that choose to postpone sleep. (laughs) Yep, in fact, the record for the longest period without sleep is 11 days. I, I honestly, like, there's no part of me that can even imagine what that must be like. This is definitely not recommended, as many people have actually died staying awake for too long. Extreme sleep deprivation will kill you more quickly than food deprivation. So, in the short run, sleep before eating. Meanwhile, a consistent diet of sleep deprivation often makes you hungry. And that's because the levels of the appetite-regulating hormone leptin drop. But choosing not to sleep is not the only factor. In sleep deprivation, our environment, where we live, with whom we live, how noisy it is, how safe we feel, sleeping arrangements, our family history, our stress levels, physical and emotional health and diet and exercise, all of these things affect not only our sleep quantity, but our sleep quality. And things like pregnancy or other hormonal changes and physical discomfort can result in a poor night's sleep. So aging adults also might experience changes to their sleep patterns and they might find it more difficult to fall asleep or stay awake, i oh sorry, or stay asleep and they may not sleep as deeply. But older adults should still aim for 7 to 8 hours of sleep a night. So 7 to 8 hours of sleep a night is the average that any adult over the age of 21 should aim for. And an interesting fact, research shows that in the days before a full moon, a majority of people go to bed later and they sleep less. So there are a lot of factors that contribute To sleep deprivation from choice, to things that are outside of our control, to physical, emotional, and even natural events. But no matter which factors contribute to our sleep debt, according to the CDC, regularly delaying sleep, quote, has been linked to such long-term effects as obesity, diabetes, heart disease, depression, and numerous other ailments. Overall, sleeping less than six hours per night has been linked with a 13% increase in mortality rate, end quote. Even regularly getting less than seven hours a night can decrease your lifespan by 7%. Now, you might find this next bit of research quite unsettling. I know I did. A sleep study done by the CDC between 2011 and 2014 with about 140,000 adults, that's a good sample size, that's pretty good, found that as salaries increased, so did the average amount of restful sleep per night. Wealthy white men also seemed to benefit most. Meanwhile, only 55% of those adults living below the poverty line, which during that time, 2011 to 2014, was approximately $11,500 for a single person and $24,000 for a family of four. Only 55%, barely over half of those living in poverty got between six and seven hours of sleep. I'm going to ask you, please remember these figures. Please be kind. So many people are doing their best every day. And with everything we've talked about We know how hard it is to do our best without enough sleep. We tend to become moody, less willing to help, and more likely to have conflicts. We also don't feel as good. We're more likely to be obese, have a serious condition like diabetes, heart disease, or depression. And we're also more likely to have family members who have health conditions as well. So, We're not likely to live in a quiet or safe neighborhood. We're also likely to be sharing a small living space with other people. And we probably don't have enough time to exercise or to spend enough time on self-care. So be kind out there. Be kind. Many people are working two jobs Long hours. Sleep disorder specialist Michelle Drerup, doctor of psychology, says that being awake for 16 hours impairs your ability to function to the same degree as a blood alcohol level of 0.05%. Now, in some places, that is enough for a DUI. That can consider you can be considered impaired driving with a blood alcohol level of 0.05. In other places, it's 0.08. So, that is the equivalent to a 140 pound woman having a single drink in an hour. If she weighed less, she'd be more impaired. Okay, so 16 hours awake is being compared to having a drink, one drink in an hour. And a 120-pound man would also be considered impaired after one drink in an hour or 16 hours awake. So what I find even more mind-blowing is that if you add eight more hours, (laughs) 33% more, if you're awake for 24 hours, it would be... As if that same woman or man had doubled their blood alcohol level. So instead of being 0.05%, it would now be 0.1%. So it's like a 0.10 blood alcohol level. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 0.10. That's correct. That's like drinking about three drinks in an hour for either the man or the woman. And it depends a little bit. You're going to be more impaired the less that you weigh. But that's the approximate amount. Three drinks in an hour if you're awake for 24 hours. So just imagine the times that you've been awake, even if it's not 24, but it was between 16 and 24. What about that? How impaired were you when you were doing what you were doing? The average human should spend... 33% or one-third of their life sleeping. Cats, on the other hand, spend around (laughs) two-thirds. This is the average over a lifetime, though, as I mentioned before, we require more sleep before approximately age 21. So numerous factors affect the quality of our sleep, and that's just as important as how much sleep we get. I know my friends and I have often wondered how cumulative sleep deprivation affects us. The good news is that you can pay down your sleep debt if you don't let it go too long. So if you don't let it get out of hand, if you don't go too long without getting enough sleep, then you can actually start to make it up. Research affirms that sleep deprivation requires additional sleep. So if you can sleep some more, if you can nap, if you can rest, this will help you to re-stimulate your body, to reset your circadian rhythm, to help your, your body and your brain and your muscles. As long as your sleeping, your extra sleeping or napping or resting doesn't interfere with you getting your regular seven to eight hours of sleep later. So, you want to get more regular and restful sleep? Well, sleep experts and mindfulness experts alike recommend sleeping and waking at the same time every day. In other words, create a sleep routine. It's best to stop any electronic use, whether that's the TV, computer, video games, phone, at least an hour before you sleep. Also, cover, hide, do what you need to do, remove them from your room, any blue lights. They should not be visible to you. They actually interfere with relaxing the brain waves to sleep. And note that people have a higher risk. Of developing a metabolic disorder when they have inconsistent sleep times. So, not just sleep deprivation, but inconsistent sleep times. If you have trouble sleeping or if you wake up, get out of bed. Don't stay in bed and try to fix things. Get out of bed and read or write in a journal. Avoid electronics. But sleeping well at night actually starts when you wake up. So try to get out in the sunshine in the morning sometime between 8 and 12. After 8, every uh, the sun is up enough. You're getting enough of the sunlight. Before that, even though the sun may be up, it's really not at a strength that is going to be as effective. So even on gloomy days, which is interesting, or during winter months, this helps maintain your circadian rhythm, which tells you later in the day that, hey, <laughs> you're tired and it's time to go to sleep. And I'm sure you've heard it before, but regular exercise is vital to maintaining healthy sleep patterns and it will help you reset them. So just don't work out too soon before bedtime, otherwise, this often Interferes with you falling asleep. So, once your circadian rhythm is on target, it should naturally take most people between 10 to 15 minutes to fall asleep. If you fall asleep faster, that usually means that you're sleep deprived. So, you'll find out what your own rhythm is, though. It's a little bit different for everybody. And of course, it depends on how relaxed can get your mind so if you have a regular routine like for example if you do meditation or if you have some mantras or if you do a gratitude at the end of the day or if you pray any of these things can help you to settle your mind you might want to contract and release the muscles in your body starting at your feet working your way up going back down there are a lot of different techniques that you can use to help to relax you and relax your mind. Because a lot of times, too, it's your mind that keeps you awake. So I hope this episode has inspired you to consider your sleep patterns. Are they helpful? Do they need adjusting? Could they be tweaked? Maybe they're decent, but you could tweak them a little bit. Maybe some days during the week, they're great. Maybe you get thrown off every weekend because you have FOMO and you want to go out and party or you want to hang out with your friends. Now, bodybuilders and other athletes know the importance of quality rest so that they can build and repair muscle. Think about your years as a student. Did you perform better with more or less sleep? Have you ever put off a work task because you were just mentally fried? Sleep isn't just for our muscles. It's for our brain, it's for our organs, and it's for our peace of mind. We want to be capable of making mindful choices, of making the best choices for ourselves that are not governed by our emotions, which often get dysregulated when we haven't had enough sleep so do your best to give your body quality sleep so that you can live the most intentionally that you can well i like to have a little bit of fun in these episodes and here are 10 interesting facts about sleep i think Every one of them except for maybe one is new information for me. So I hope that you find them as as entertaining as I did. First of all, a giraffe only needs, get this, 1.9 hours of sleep a day. (laughs) Whereas a brown bat needs 19.9 hours a day. But a newborn up to three months old can need as much as 17. So that's almost as much as a brown bat. And which animals sleep about as much as the average adult human? Hmm. Well, a guppy comes in at the bottom at seven hours. A guppy is a little fish. Pigs come in at 7.8 hours. And guinea pigs at 9.4 hours. I think that's pretty diverse. (laughs) Number two. According to Dr. Michelle Drerup, whales and dolphins literally fall half asleep. (laughs) Each side of their brain takes turns so they can come up for air. Isn't that amazing? Ah, nature's amazing. And I'm sure many of you have already heard that sea otters hold hands when they sleep so they don't drift away from each other. But it's just so cute and smart. I just have to say it again. (laughs) Number four. Now, this historical news is really interesting. I think I had heard this one before, but I haven't heard it in a long time and hadn't thought about it in a long time. People used to split their sleeping into two parts in some places in the world during the 17th century. They'd wake for one to two hours and take time for reading, praying, intimacy, or socializing. (laughs) Number five, the extra hour of sleep that people get after daylight savings time actually results in fewer accidents. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Does the body good. Number six, have you ever been half asleep and jerked yourself awake? Me too. Turns out it's perfectly safe and healthy. There's even a name for it. Hypnic jerks. They occur more often in young people and decrease as we get older. Number seven, did you know we didn't always dream in color. This one is pretty darn crazy. Only 15% of Americans dreamed in color before color television. Today, about 75% of us dream in color. That uh, still leaves <laughs> That still leaves another 25% um I don't know how they dream well I know some people dream in black and white but statistics also suggest that only about 15% of people dream in black and white so I'm not quite sure where this other 10% lies if it's a flip-flop or what if anyone knows drop a message on my Instagram or leave me a voice message here it's it's really uh, an interesting thing. Number eight meanwhile people born blind Experience dreams which include such elements as emotion, sound, and smell instead of sight. Number nine. This, did I just say nine twice? <laughs> this is number nine. This may surprise you. Which emotion would you say most causes nightmares? If you said fear, guess again. Researchers have discovered. The most common feelings to cause nightmares are confusion, sadness, or guilt. And number 10, if you want to remember your dreams, you better keep a dream journal by your bed. I had a box of 3x5 note cards next to my bed for a while as a tween or a teenager. I honestly can't remember at the moment, but... The results of writing my dreams immediately upon waking were really fascinating. I had a recurring dream and it continued like it would repeat, but then a little bit would get at it at the end every day. It was, it was, and it was kind of weird, you know, how dreams are, but it was fascinating. Did you know that in five minutes or less, you'll forget at least 50% of your dream? And in 10 minutes, you'll lose 90% of your dream. So get that dream journal or get some three by five note cards if you want to remember your dream. Or I guess you could use a, a recorder. That would be pretty cool too. I hope you're feeling more confident and courageous to live your dream life. If you've enjoyed or been inspired by the podcast, please share it with your friends and networks and take a moment now to subscribe and give the show a five-star rating. Learning to be more mindful is so critical to our health and our happiness and your five-star ratings make sure that more people are aware of the show. I want to thank all of you who have become a regular part of our curious community. When I read your comments and praise, I feel so humbled and so grateful for the community that we're building. You can follow me on Instagram at Live Curious Podcast, so you can find out about the next weekly episode. And I'd also love to keep track of your thoughts on our topics. And hey, tell me some topics you'd like me to talk about. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I look forward to sharing more episodes with you.